إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا وسيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله أما بعد تريدن 112 أذكار طرفي النهار The types of dhikr that are done at the beginning and end of the day إن من الأذكار والأدعية الراتبة التي وظفها الشرع الحكيم على المسلم في يومه وليلته أذكار طرفي النهار بل هي أوسع الأذكار المقيدة وأكثرها ورودا في النصوص حثا عليها وترغيبا فيها وذكرا لأنواع كثيرة من الأذكار تقال في هذين الوقتين الفاضلين So the adhkar the various remembrances and supplications and the du'as uh, that can be done which are legislated for the Muslim every day and night in particular are those that are done in the morning and the evening and they are from the most expansive types of the restricted dhikr meaning from the adhkar that are restricted to a particular time then these ones are from the greatest of those of the morning and of the evening يقول يقول الله تعالى يا ايها الذين امنوا اذكروا الله ذكرا كثيرا وسبحوه بكره واصيلا Now you who believe, make the remembrance of Allah with a great amount and do the tasbih in the morning and the evening. The evening meaning from after Asr up until Maghrib. وَيَقُولُ تَعَالَى وَسَبِّحْ بِحَمْدِ رَبِّكَ بِالْعَشِيِّ وَالْإِبْكَارِ And do the tasbih and the hamd of your Lord in the evening and the morning. Al-Ashi is the end of the day and Al-Ibkar is the beginning of the day, the morning. وَيَقُولُ تَعَالَى وَسَبِّحْ بِحَمْدِ رَبِّكَ قَبْلَ طُلُوعِ الشَّمْسِ وَقَبْلَ الْغُرُوبِ Once again, do the tasbih with the praises of your Lord prior to the sunrise and prior to the sunset. وَيَقُولُ تَعَالَى فَسُبْحَانَ اللَّهِ حِينَ تُمْسُونَ وَحِينَ تُصْبِحُونَ and once again, subhanallah, when you enter into the evening and also in the morning. So there are many ayat you can see that talk about doing the dhikr in the mornings and in the evenings. The adhkar of the sabah, 
and the adhkar of the masa, the morning and evening adhkar, remembrances, du'as and supplications. وَمَحَلُّ هَذِهِ الْأَوْرَادِ هُوَ الصَّبَاحُ الْبَاكِرِ مِنْ بَعْدِ صَلَاةِ الصُّبْحِ إِلَى قَبْلَ طُلُوعِ الشَّمْسِ So the morning ones, they are to be done in the early morning. From after the Fajr prayer up until just before the sunrise. After Fajr prayer up until before the sunrise. And as for the evening ones, which are sometimes referred to as Al-Masa or Al-Ashi or Al-Asal, all of those are terms in reference to the evening. That is after the Asr prayer up until before Maghrib, before the sunset. عَلَىٰ أَنَّ الْأَمْرَ فِي ذَلِكَ وَاسِعٌ إِن شَاءَ اللَّهِ فِيمَا لَوْ نَسِيَ الْعَبْدُ ذَلِكَ فِي وَقْتِهِ أَوْ عَرَضَ لَهُ عَارِضٌ فَلَا بَأْسَ أَنْ يَأْتِيَ بِأَذْكَارِ الصَّبَاحِ بَعْدَ طُلُوعِ الشَّمْسِ وَأَذْكَارِ الْمَسَاءِ بَعْدَ غُرُوبِهَا so even though the actual allotted time for the morning ones is after the Fajr prayer up until before sunrise, and the evening ones after Asr up until before Maghrib, they are the actual allotted times, but the matter has much leeway in it. If a person forgot, or something happened and preoccupied him, then it is still possible to do the morning adhkar after sunrise. And it is possible to do the evening ones, to do the evening ones after sunset. أَمَّا عَنِ الْأَذْكَارِ الْمَشْرُوعَةِ وَالْأَدْعِيَةِ الْمَأْثُورَةِ الَّتِي تُقَالُ فِي هَذَيْنِ الْوَقْتَيْنِ الْفَاضِلَيْنِ فَهِيَ كَثِيرَةِ وَمُتَنَوِّعَةِ as for the actual supplications, the actual du'as and remembrances that are to be done in these two virtuous times, then there are many of them in fact. There are many du'as legislated in the sunnah as part of the morning adhkar and as part of the evening adhkar. وَسَيَأْتِي إِن شَاءَ اللَّهُ مع بيان شيء من معانيها العظيمة ودلالتها القويمة. And some of those are going to be mentioned in these chapters coming now. Some of those du'as to be read in the morning and some of those to be read in the evening. They are going to be mentioned and their meanings. روى أبو داود والترمذي وغيرهما عن عثمان ابن عفان رضي الله عنه قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم أبو داود and Tirmidhi and other than them they reported from or they collected from Uthman ibn Affan رضي الله عنه that he said that the messenger of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم said ما من عبد 
يقول في صباح كل يوم ومساء كل ليلة بسم الله الذي لا يضر مع اسمه شيء في الأرض ولا في السماء وهو السميع العليم ثلاث مرات لم يضره شيء That there is not a servant who says in the morning of every day and the evening of every night Bismillahilladhi la yadurru ma'a smihi shay' fil ardi wa la fi as-samawati wa huwa samiul alim thalath marrat lam yadurruhu shay' that in the name of Allah the one who uh, no harm comes along with his name in this earth nor in the heaven and he is the all hearing and the all knowledgeable Whomsoever says that dua three times in the morning of car and in the evening of car, lam yadurrahu shay, then nothing will harm that person. Then nothing will harm that person. Fahada min al athkar il aadima, alati yambari an yuhafida aleha al muslimu kulla sabah humasa. So this is from the tremendous adhkar. That a believer, a Muslim should guard over and remember and recite in the mornings and in the evenings. لِيَكُونَ بِذَلِكَ مَحْفُوظًا بِإِذْنِ اللَّهِ تَعَالَى مِنْ أَنْ يُصِيبَهُ فَجَأَةُ بَلَاءٍ أَوْ ضُرْ مُصِيبَةٍ أَوْ نَحْوِ ذَلِكَ So a believer should strive to make sure he remembers those in the morning and the evening. In order to gain protection from Allah, by the permission of Allah, to gain that protection from any sudden calamity befalling you, from any sudden calamity or some harm, some difficulty, some trial befalling you. So that is from the means of protection by the permission of Allah to recite that dua in the morning adhkar and in the evening adhkar. قال القرطبي رحمه الله عن هذا الحديث الإمام القرطبي mentioned regarding this hadith هذا خبر صحيح وقول صادق علمناه وعلمناه دليله دليلا وتجربة نعم فإني منذ سمعته عملت به فلم يضرني شيء إلى أن تركته فلدغتني عقرب بالمدينة ليلا فتفكرت فإذا أنا قد نسيت أن أتعوذ بتلك الكلمات سؤال إمام القرطبي mentioned regarding this particular حديث that this is a true statement that the one who recites that dua in the morning and in the evening he is given protection and preservation and guardianship from Allah that is correct Imam Al-Qurtubi says and he said that we know the truthfulness of this evidence through experience too he says ever since I heard about this dua I acted upon it. 
meaning he used to recite it every morning, every evening. And he said, nothing ever harmed me. Until he said, he left it. Meaning one day he forgot. فَلَدَغَتْنِي عَقْرَبٌ بِالْمَدِينَةِ لَيْلًا He says that day, he was bitten by a scorpion in Medina at night. فَتَفَكَّرْتُ He said, I thought about it. And he said, I remembered that day, I had forgotten to seek refuge with Allah through that dua, with those words. That particular day, he says, he had forgotten to make that dua. And that was the day that he was stung by a scorpion. He was bitten by a scorpion that day. And so he said, through experience, we have seen the impact of this dua. The one who recites it every morning and evening in his adhkar of the morning and evening, that he used to do it and nothing ever harmed him until one day he forgot. And then that day, he was stung by a scorpion. وَجَاءَ فِي سُنَنِ التِّرْمِذِ عَنْ أَبَانْ إِبْنِ عِثْمَانِ رَضِيَ رَحِمَهُ اللَّهِ وَهُوَ رَاوِي الْحَدِيثِ عَنْ عِثْمَانِ أَنَّهُ قَدْ أَصَابَهُ طَرَفُ فَالِشٍ وَهُوَ شَلَلٌ يُصِيبُ أَحَدٍ شَقِيَّ الْجِسْمِ الْجِسْمِ فَجَعَلَ رَجُلٌ مِنْهُمْ يَنْظُرُ إِلَيْهِ فَقَالَ لَهُ أَبَانْ مَا تَنْظُرْ أَمَا إِنَّ الْحَدِيثَ كَمَا حَدَّثْتُكَ وَلَكِنِّي لَمْ أَقُلْهُ يَوْمَ إِذٍ لِيَمْضِيَ اللَّهُ عَلَيَّ قَدَرَهُ So it is mentioned that Aban ibn Uthman, and he's the one who narrated this hadith about doing those adhkar in the morning and the evening. This particular narrator himself, Aban ibn Uthman, on one occasion he was afflicted with, these days it's almost like what they might call a stroke or something of that nature, where one side of your body becomes inoperative. That one side of his body became inoperative. It wasn't moving, it wasn't uh, functioning. One side of his body uh, uh, became disabled and wasn't functioning. So a man began looking at him, and so Aban said to him, what are you looking at? The hadith that I narrated is as it is. That the narration I narrated to you, say that dua in the morning and the evening and it's a protection, that is absolutely as it is. But I did not say the dua one day. He said, I forgot to say the dua one day and then this decree of Allah occurred upon me. That this uh, disability occurred in one side of his body. وَالسُنَّةِ فِي هَذَا الذِّكْرِ أَنْ يُقَالْ ثَلَاثَ مَرَّاتِ كُلَّ صَبَاحِ وَمَسَاءِ كَمَا أَرْشَدَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَّى اللَّهِ وَسَلَّمْ إِلَى ذَلِكَ So the sunnah in regards to this dhikr, this particular dua, is that it should be said three times in the morning, three times in the evening. So that is, بِسْمِ اللَّهِ الَّذِي لَا يَذُرْ مَا عَسْمِهِ شَيْءٍ فِي الْأَرْضِ وَلَا فِي السَّمَاءِ وَهُوَ السَّمِيعِ الْعَلِيمِ 
that in the name of Allah, the one whom no harm comes with his name in the earth and the sky, and he is the all-hearing and the all-seeing and the all-knowledgeable, <coughs> to repeat that three times. So as for the meaning of this dua, it begins with Bismillah. Bismillah, ay, Bismillahi asta'idu. فَكُلُّ فَاعِلْ يُقَدِّرُ فِعْلًا مُنَاسِبًا لِحَالِهِ عِنْدَمَا يُبَسْمِلْ Every person, when you say the Bismillah, the Basmala, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, then you implicitly have a verb that you intend. There is an action that you intend to do, and you say Bismillah before starting that particular action. That particular action is the implicit verb. That Bismillah, for example, Bismillah, I'm going to start the lecture. Bismillah, I'm going to start driving somewhere. Bismillah, I'm going to start doing this or that or whatever the action is. That is what is implicit within your statement of Bismillah. فَالْآكِلُ يُقَدِّرُ آكُلُ So somebody who is about to start eating, when he says Bismillah, then in reality he means, in the name of Allah, I am going to eat. In the name of Allah, آكُلُ وَالذَّابِحْ يُقَدِّرُ أَذْبَحُ And somebody who is going to do a sacrifice, when he says Bismillah, to sacrifice, then his intent is, in the name of Allah, I am sacrificing. وَالْكَاتِبُ يُقَدِّرُ أَكْتُبُ And somebody who says Bismillah when they are about to start writing something, uh, then it is that he is saying, in the name of Allah, I begin to write. So every person who says Bismillah, you are saying it due to a particular and specific action you are about to start doing. That you are starting that action in the name of Allah, in the assistance from Allah. And then it mentions, الَّذِي لَا يَضُرُّ مَا عَسْمِهِ شَيْءٌ فِي الْأَرْضِ وَلَا فِي السَّمَاءِ أَيْ مَنْ تَعَوَّذَ بِسْمِ اللَّهِ فَإِنَّهُ لَا تَضُرُّهُ مُصِيبَةٌ مِّنْ جِهَةِ الْأَرْضِ وَلَا مِنْ جِهَةِ السَّمَاءِ That a person who seeks refuge with Allah with these words, with this dua, then no harm will come to him on the earth nor from the sky. No harm will come to him from the earth, nor from the sky above him. وَقَوْلُهُ وَهُوَ السَّمِيعُ الْعَلِيمُ And that he is the all-hearing and the all-knowledgeable. أي السَّمِيعُ لِأَقْوَالِ الْعِبَادِ That he is the all-hearing for the statements of the servants. He hears everything that the servants they say. هُوَ السَّمِيعُ لِأَقْوَالِ الْعِبَادِ So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the all-hearing of the speech of His servants. وَالْعَلِيمُ بِأَفْعَالِهِمُ الَّذِي لَا تَخْفَى عَلَيْهِ خَافِيَةِ فِي الْأَرْضِ وَلَا فِي السَّمَاءِ And Allah is Al-Alim, the all-knowledgeable, the all-knowledgeable, of the actions of his servants. And none of those actions are hidden from Allah. Nothing is hidden from him in the heavens or the earth. So that is, وَهُوَ السَّمِيعُ الْعَلِيمُ So that is the first dua 
from a few of them that are going to be mentioned here, from the adhkar of the morning and the evening. That's the first one there. Bismillah. الَّذِي لَا يَذُرُّ مَعَ اسْمِهِ شَيْءٍ فِي الْأَرْضِ وَلَا فِي السَّمَاءِ وَهُوَ السَّمِيعُ الْعَلِيمُ Then, وَثَبَتَ فِي صَحِيحِ مُسْلِمْ مِنْ حَدِيثِ أَبِي هُرَيْرَةَ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهِ It is also mentioned in Sahih Muslim from the hadith of Abu Hurairah رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُ in this chapter 112, that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, جَاءَ رَجُلٌ إِلَى النَّبِيِّ sallallahu alayhi wa sallama فَقَالْ That a man came to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and he said, يَا رَسُولَ اللَّهِ O Messenger of Allah, مَا لَقِيتُ مِنْ عَقْرَبٍ لَدَغَتْنِي الْبَارِحَةِ قَالْ أَمَا لَوْ قُلْتَ حِينَ أَمْسَيْتَ أَعُوذُ بِكَلِمَاتِ اللَّهِ التَّامَّاتِ مِنْ شَرِّ مَا خَلَقْ لَمْ يَذُرَّكَ A man came to the Prophet وسلم, mentioning about a scorpion bite. Mentioning the scorpion bite. And so the messenger said to him, Should you have said, or if you would have said, or would you have said, in the evening, أَعُوذُ بِكَلِمَاتِ اللَّهِ That I seek refuge in the perfect words of Allah, from the evil that He created, then it would not harm you. It would not have harmed you. And this is a famous dua <coughs> that is mentioned also. أَعُوذُ بِكَلِمَاتِ اللَّهِ التَّامَاتِ مِنْ شَرِّ مَا خَلَقْ In the hadith of Khawla bint al-Hakim, it is mentioned that a person who goes to some new place, some new location, and then he says, أَعُوذُ بِكَلِمَاتِ اللَّهِ التَّامَّاتِ مِنْ شَرِّ مَا خَلَقْ لَمْ يَذُرَّهُ حَتَّى يَرْحَلَ مِنْ مَنْزِلِهِ ذَاكِ مَنْ نَزَلَ مَنْزِلًا فَقَالْ أَعُوذُ بِكَلِمَاتِ اللَّهِ التَّامَّاتِ مِنْ شَرِّ مَا خَلَقْ لَمْ يَذُرَّهُ شَيْءٍ حَتَّى يَرْحَلَ مِنْ مَنْزِلِهِ ذَاكِ that when a person goes to some new location and then makes this dua, I seek refuge with the perfect words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then nothing from the evil that he created, then nothing will harm him until he departs from that location. And in the version of At-Tirmidhi, مَنْ قَالَ حِينَ يُمْسِي ثَلَاثَ مَرَّاتِ Whomsoever says in the evening three times, and as we mentioned, the most appropriate time for the evening is after Asr, up until before Maghrib. That is the most appropriate time of the evening, even though the affair has leeway and it can be done outside of that afterwards too. 
سومن قال حين يمسي ثلاث مرات Whomsoever says in the evening three times, أعوذ بكلمات الله التامات من شر ما خلق لم يضره حمات تلك الليلة. That whomsoever says, I seek refuge with the perfect words of Allah from the evil he created, then no sting or bite of some poisonous animal will harm him that night. This hadith is also an evidence that the Qur'an is not created. And that is because if it is permissible for you to seek refuge in the perfect words of Allah, then it must mean that the words of Allah are not created. Otherwise, it would mean that you are seeking refuge in something from the creation, and that would be shirk. So the fact that you are allowed to seek refuge with the perfect words of Allah is a proof that they are not created. They are the attribute of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the narration here speaks about the one who says three times in the evening, أعوذ بكلمات الله التامات من شر ما خلق then no sting or bite will harm him. Al-Huma is the ladgha. Ladgha to kulli dhi summin kal-aqrab wa nahwiha. Any poisonous sting. Any poisonous sting of any poisonous animal, then you would not be harmed by that for the one who says this dua in his evening adhkar three times. وَقَدْ أَوْرَدَ التِّرْمِذِيُّ عَقِبَ الْحَدِيثِ عَنْ سُهَيْلِ بْنِ أَبِي صَالِحِ أَحَدْ رُوَاتِهِ أَنَّهُ قَالْ كَانَ أَهْلُنَا تُعَلَّمُوهَا فَكَانُوا يَقُولُونَهَا كُلَّ لَيْلَةِ فَلُدِغَتْ جَارِيَةٌ مِّنْهُمْ فَلَمْ تَجِدْ لَهَا وَجَعَاً فَالْحَدِيثِ فِيهِ دَلَالَةٌ على فضل هذا الدعاء وأن من قاله حين يمسي يكون محروضا بإذن الله من أن يضره لدغ حية أو عقرب أو نحو ذلك In the version of At-Tirmidhi at the end of this hadith from Suhail ibn Abi Salih one of the narrators of the hadith it says that كان أهلنا تعلموها He says that our family had learned this dua فكانوا يقولونها كل ليلة and so they all used to say it every night. فَلُدِغَتْ جَارِيَ مِنْهُمْ And on one night, one of the young girls from the family got stung by uh, some poisonous animal. فَلَمْ تَجِدْ لَهَا وَجَعَا But she did not experience anything from that sting. A poisonous animal, scorpion or something of the likes, Stung one of the young girls from that family. And that family, they had learned this dua and they used to recite it three times every evening in the adhkar. And one evening or one night, one of the young girls in that family got stung, but she felt nothing from that sting and it had no impact upon her, despite being a poisonous sting. So she had no pain from that whatsoever. فَلَمْ تَجِدْ لَهَا وَجَعَا So this highlights, certainly... That this dua 
by the permission of Allah is a protection for a person from the sting of any poisonous animal. وَقَوْلُهُ فِي الْحَدِيثِ أَعُوذُ And the meaning of أَعُوذُ When you say in English, I seek refuge. أَلْتَجِئُ Which is the meaning of I seek refuge, I seek resort. فَالِاسْتِعَاذَ الْإِلْتِجَاءِ وَالْإِعْتِصَامِ If you go to any book of tafsir, that's what they will mention to you for al-isti'adha. Ay al-taji'u wa'a'tasimu. That I seek refuge and I seek resort in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Wa'haqiqatuha and the reality of its meaning, the reality of the meaning of I seek refuge with Allah is al-harabu min shay'in takhafuhu إِلَى مَنْ يَعْصِمُكَ مِنْهُ وَيَحْمِيكَ مِنْ شَرِّهِ That you flee from something that is harmful to you, that you fear, to the one who will protect you and safeguard you from its evil. That is seeking refuge with someone, seeking resort to someone. That you flee from something that will harm you to someone or something that will protect you from the harm of that thing. So then, seeking refuge with Allah is fleeing from all of that which you fear and is harmful to you, fleeing from that to Allah, seeking protection and refuge with Allah from the evil of those affairs. فَالْعَائِذْ بِاللَّهِ قَدْ هَرَبَ مِمَّا يُؤْذِيهِ أو إِلَىٰ رَبِّهِ وَمَالِكِهِ وَفَرَّ إِلَيْهِ وَأَلْقَى نَفْسَهُ بَيْنَ يَدَيْهِ So the one who seeks refuge in Allah, he has fled from that which is harmful to him or could kill him to his Lord and his Rabb and his Creator and the one who controls him. He has fled to him. And he has cast himself into the hands of Allah, meaning seeking that refuge and protection from Allah. وَاعْتَصَمَ بِهِ وَاسْتَجَارَ بِهِ وَالْتَجَأَ إِلَيْهِ All of those synonyms that he has then sought the refuge in Allah and sought the resort with Allah from that evil and that harm. That's the meaning of أَعُوذُ أَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ and in this narration it says, أَعُوذُ بِكَلِمَاتِ اللَّهِ And the kalimatullah, they are of course, Al-Qur'anu Al-Kareem, the noble Qur'an. وَقِيلْ هِيَ كَلِمَاتُهُ الْكَوْنِيَّةِ الْقَدَرِيَّةِ وَالْمُرَاءِ And so some of them said actually it is not the Qur'an specifically, but his other words in the creational and uh, 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 sense, and in the preordainment sense. وَالْمُرَادُ But the majority of the scholars have mentioned, the kalimatullah is in reference to the speech of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Qur'an. وَالْمُرَادُ بِالْتَامَّاتِ And saying that they are from the complete and perfect words of Allah. أَيْ الْكَامِلَاتِ الَّتِي لَا يَلْحَقُهَا نَقْصٌ وَلَا عِبْ كَمَا يَلْحَقُ كَلَامَ الْبَشَرِ 
They are the complete words of Allah that no deficiency of law comes upon. كَمَا يَلْحَقُ كَلَامَ الْبَشَرِ Just as it would occur to the speech of creation. There would be flaws and deficiencies in the speech of creation. We make errors all the time. But there is no flaw, no deficiency, no shortcoming in the speech of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala whatsoever. And that's why it is al-kalimatu tamat. The perfect and complete words of Allah. Min ma khalaq. From the evil of what he created, meaning min kulli shar. From all forms of evil, whatever the evil may be. Fi ayyi makhluqin qama bihi shar. Min hayawan awairah. From any type of creation where there may be some evil in it. Insiyan kana aw jinniyan, hamatan aw dabbah, aw rihan aw sa'iqah, ayya naw'in kana min anwa'i al-bala' fi dunya wal Whether it is from humans or the jinn, or from some type of beast or animals, or from the wind or, or some type of storm and thunder, and all of the various things that occur, whatever the evil may be from any form of those things, in this world or in the afterlife, you seek refuge with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from all of those forms. This particular hadith, it's a famous narration, it comes up in <coughs> various books and you will come across it. And for those who are studying the Medina Arabic books, you will notice this narration comes up in one of the side books for Medina book 3, the Tawheed side book. There is a Tawheed side book, and this particular narration is mentioned in one of the chapters, and an explanation is given of it. And I remember that not because we have studied that book recently, but I remember having done it at the University of Medina in the Ma'had still in the Arabic Institute, in the Arabic uh, section. It was uh, Sheikh Khalid al-Raddadi, rahimahullah, at that time he was teaching in the faculty. And I recall this exact narration. It was in that side book. And you'll come across it in the Tawheed side book. Talking about this narration, أعوذ بكلمات الله التامات من شر ما خلق So that is the second one. That is the second one. For the evening avkar. Three times in the evening avkar. Then, وَثَبَتَ فِي سُنَنِ أَبِي دَاوُودِ وَالتِّرْمِذِي وَغَيْرِهِمَا عَنْ عَبْدِ اللَّهِ إِبْنِ خُبَيْبِ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُ قَالَ It is also established in the sunan of Abu Dawood and At-Tirmidhi, and other than them, from Abdullah ibn Khubayb, رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُ that he said, خرجنا في ليلة مطر وظلمة شديدة نطلب رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم ليصلي لنا فأدركته فقال قل فلم أقل شيئا ثم قال قل فلم أقل شيئا ثم قال قل قلت يا رسول الله ما أقول قال قل 
قل هو الله أحد والمعوذتين حين حين تمسي وحين تصبح ثلاث مرات تكفيك من كل شيء In this narration it mentions Abdullah ibn Khubayb radiyallahu anhu He says we went out one rainy night and very dark night It was a rainy and dark night And he said we went out Looking for the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam To pray with us And he says then I came across him I came across him and he said to me, speak. But the narrator says, I did not speak, I didn't say anything. And then he said again, the messenger to him, speak. But I didn't say anything. Then he said again, the third time, speak. And then he says, I said, O messenger of Allah, what shall I say? He said, say, قُلْ هُوَ اللَّهُ أَحَدٌ And الْمُعَوِّذَتَيْنِ The other two surahs that go with that قُلْ أَعُوذُ بِرَبِّ الْفَلَقِ And قُلْ أَعُوذُ بِرَبِّ النَّاسِ Say those three times in the evening, three times in the morning, and they will suffice you from everything. So قُلْ هُوَ اللَّهُ أَحَدٌ قُلْ أَعُوذُ بِرَبِّ الْفَلَقِ and قُلْ أَعُوذُ بِرَبِّ النَّاسِ Three times as part of the morning adhkar, three times as part of the evening adhkar. And the messenger says, they will suffice you from everything. They will cover you from all of your affairs. If you say those three times in the morning, three times in the evening. ثلاث مرات كل صباح ومساء وأن من حافظ عليها كفته بإذن الله من كل شيء أي أنها تدفع عنه الشرور والآفات وبالله وحده التوفيق لا شريك له Meaning that a person who recites those three times in the morning three times in the evening then whomsoever guards over those then they will suffice him by the permission of Allah from every affair. Meaning they will block from him and repel from him all of the evils and the calamities. And in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone is that success, no partner alongside him. So there we have three different du'as that are part of the adhkar of the morning and the evening. The first one, was the dua, Bismillah alladhi la yadurru ma'asmihi shay'un fil ardi wa la fil sama wa huwa samil alim. That was to be done three times as part of the morning adhkar and as part of the evening adhkar. Then we came across the second one, A'udhu bi kalimatillahi tamat min sharri ma khalaq. That I seek refuge in the perfect words of Allah from the evil that He created. And that is mentioned as part of the evening adhkar three times. 
And then we came across the Mu'awwidat, Qul huwa Allahu ahad, along with then, Qul a'udhu bi rabbil falaq, Qul a'udhu bi rabbil nas, three times in the morning afkar, three times in the evening afkar. And like we said, the morning time is after Fajr prayer up until before sunrise, and the evening is after Asr up until before Maghrib time. And if a person forgot or something preoccupied him, it is still allowed to do the adhkar outside of those exact slots. It is allowed. But they are the allotted times that you're supposed to do them in. That brings us to the end of 112, chapter 112, inshallah ta'ala. From next time we'll begin chapter 113 which continues with some more examples of the du'as of the morning and the evening. So, we'll conclude upon that for today.